It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me, or you or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You all right? <laughs> I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth. In America, wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. The Georgia Secretary of State, I think, just announced that the first couple of days of early voting in Georgia has surpassed the 2020 presidential level of early voting turnout at this point, 20 days prior uh, to the election. They're going to lock off every way that you can vote. This is the end of democracy in America. This is the beginning of the South, the South Africa strategy. <laughs> it's, it's old school American. It's Jim Crow American. <laughs> very much uh, sort of reminiscent of Jim Crow era tactics that are designed to have a chilling effect. I think you can at least say that it is Jim Crow adjacent. This is a party that does not like um, the browning of America. This is a party that is cheating at the polls. It's voter suppression. It's the new Jim Crow. This is the perfect time for them to use their political leverage to stand up and say, no, we're not going back to the Jim Crow era. The president himself said these feel like Jim Crow laws. What's your take on, on whether it is or isn't? I say it is. I mean, I did grow up under Jim Crow laws. This, guys, this is it. I said it yesterday. This is the GOP strategy. If you can't beat the Democratic candidates, block their voters. All right, Sandy Rios with you this morning, and you heard the beginning of that tells you very clearly that they're setting records in Georgia for voting in the midterm. And so, uh, you know, they're beating their breasts and saying that the Georgia law was Jim Crow. It was a trying to keep black people from voting, which is an abject lie. And in fact, as I recall, that Georgia law was actually pretty weak, but it did sort of uh, beef up the, the, the need for identification, <laughs> always suggesting that black People just can't, aren't quite capable, you know, of getting driver's licenses and such to identify themselves, which is just ludicrous and insulting. I always say that the left is so very racist. They are the ones who do so much damage. If we're going to talk about the black community to the black children, uh, to the murder rate in those horrible cities controlled by Democrats, uh, to the schools, uh, what, who is doing this? It's the policy of the Democrats and the left. And so now they want to, uh, you know, they want to twist the news to persuade black voters that they're being, that the, that the Republicans are trying to stop them from voting, which is just ludicrous. And I guess the, the truth is always, the truth is what comports with reality. Reality is that in Georgia, the voting is, uh, is over the charts. It's just people are lining up, uh, and it's, it's working. The law is not stopping people of either color or persuasion from voting if they are American citizens. What a strange thought, but I think that's what it's all about. So, um, and then here's another one. Just in general, early voting uh, in uh, the midterm elections is outpacing the midterm election numbers for 2018. It's comparable to 2018. So uh, it's just, uh, well, whatever, for whatever purpose, people are f stoked. They're fired up, and they want to go to the polls. And, and, you know, I'm trying to fire you up 
Uh, we talked a great deal earlier this week uh, w- about voting and how you could get involved. And I want to re- this. I, I'd like to repeat this every day. Adam, help me remember this. There's something that each and every one of you can do because what happens is each and every one of you needs to do something. Uh, the idea with this voter integrity initiative, and there are so many people working uh, to bring integrity to their voting rolls, bring integrity to the process. It's eyes on the ballots, eyes on the ballots. Uh, you heard Ned, my guest on Monday, talk, or I think Tuesday, talk about how in Virginia, one of the reasons they were able to pull Virginia back from the brink was because they knew they had spotted, they knew every absentee ballot going out. They knew the names they could, I don't know if they knew the names. I'm not sure about that part, but they knew where it was. They knew when it came back. They knew how many were counted. Same thing with military voting. Uh, They just watched it. And so in order to do a thing like that, that means that people in each state need to rise up. And let me just tell you, lots of people have risen up, uh, but they need more help. And so who's they? It's just a, it's a conglomeration of really friends of mine, be honest with you, people that I know really well from various entities. Uh, Kalita Mitchell is the, the brain thrust behind this. She's a very good friend. She, uh, again, let me just say that Kalita was uh, a full partner in a law firm in Washington, D.C., very successful person, extremely well-known in D.C. with integrity. And she was asked to leave that law firm because she was helping President Trump after the 2020 election because she believed there was voter fraud and she went to work with him on that and so she was asked to resign. So that's 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 what she, the price that she has paid, and so she's just developed this army. And I'm just saying, you might want to join this army. <laughs> and so if you do, if you have an interest, you, there's something for each of you to do, okay? It's who's counting dot, uh, who's di- counting dot U.S., who's counting dot u.s w-h-o-s-c-o-u-n-t-i-n-g dot u.s and i've asked adam to put that on our getter page adam let's put it on every single day until the election and when you go there you'll find a place where you can register as a poll worker or you can apply uh they have a for democrats as well as republicans this is a nonpartisan effort uh, because really, we're just trying to help uh, restore our country, we're trying to save our country. I don't really, honestly, I don't care about party. I never have. I identify with Republicans because their platform is exactly what I believe on marriage, on the sanctity of life, on government, all of it. I, they have a great platform. The Democrats' platform is horrendous. If you've ever read it, it's just it's the opposite. It's the death party. I'm not doing that. I'm not going there. So until some, you know, Democrat. Uh, decries their platform and actually stands for truth, uh, I'm not going to support a Democrat. But it isn't because he's a Democrat or I'm not supporting people because they're Republicans. If you listen to me every day, you know that I I call out the Republicans almost every single day, almost as much as I do the the left. And so uh, that's beside the point. This is whoiscounting.us. If you go there, you can register to be a poll. You can find out how to register. It'll take you to a link. It makes it easy. But that's not all. There are uh, videos on there about, like, short videos, preparation for what to watch for in elections. Uh, I I just heard a briefing yesterday about a number of uh, plots, I'll say, of the left to uh, falsify voting. Uh, People observing things, watching tons of ballots go in, in, like, uh, neighborhoods where there's a central mailbox, and people have been able to just uh, call out a ton of stuff in the Postal Service, too. So eyes on the prize. And uh, the more people that are doing this, uh, the the more likely we are 
uh, to have a free and fair election. And so it's whoscounting.us, W-H-O-S-C-O-U-N-T-I-N-G dot U-S. Um, yeah, there's just so much to tell you, so onward I go. Um, there was a poll that came out yesterday for the New York, uh, yesterday or the day before, New York Times Siena poll discovered that nearly 40% of registered voters are open. Are you ready for this? 40% of registered voters are open to supporting candidates who question the outcome of the 2020 election results. It was so so shocking. Election deniers, they call us. Carrie Lake, she's one of the chief ones. So she's horrendous. She's an election denier, you know, believing the lie. The, the lie, that's what they call it, the big lie. But 40% of registered voters are, you know, they don't, I guess, uh, they're not worried about that or not falling for that. Jen Psaki was uh, shocked by this. She she t- tweeted, holy moly, when she saw it. How could that be? How could it be that voters, even some 12% of Democratic voters, said they would, would they're open to supporting people that are de- election deniers? That's shocking. Shocking. Okay. So, anyway, um, also... Uh, Oh, yeah, that's the Georgia vote that I told you about. This is really interesting because um, this is, um, you know, I, okay, I've got so many different ways to go here. Let me stay in Georgia for a second. Stacey Abrams just had her debate uh, with um, a, a Roger, uh, uh, Brian Kemp on just a couple of days ago. She was on MSNBC uh, talking about the economy. And uh, interesting, her response to, you know, how people could, you know, come out better economically in these hard times. Clip 34. You're running for governor of Georgia. Uh, I would assume, maybe incorrectly, but while abortion is an issue, it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas, food, bread, milk, things like that. What can a governor, what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability, daily, hourly issues that they're confronted with? But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are, it's important for us to have both and conversations. We don't have the luxury of reducing it or separating them out, but we also have to talk about what a governor can do. A governor can address housing prices. A governor can address the cost of education. A governor can put money into all the right, pockets I'm going to interrupt her. Yes, 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 all of that. But, and so basically she's saying, you know, if you didn't be, if you weren't forced as a woman to have these babies, you wouldn't be in such trouble economically. And, uh, you know, so the best solution, I think, is to, you know, increase abortion during these rough economic times. That's what she's saying. That is what she's saying. That is what she's saying. And, uh, you know, it's amazing to me, you know, that so many black babies are disproportionately aborted to, to other races. And it is amazing to me that Planned Parenthood with the, the founder, Margaret Sanger, targeted uh, the black community as human weeds. And yet they proudly claim Margaret Sanger and people, black activists like Stacey Abrams, proudly support abortion in her community. To uh, you know, Margaret Sanger wanted to eradicate them. Stacey Abrams wants to what? Oh, I guess make it possible for them to buy more eggs if they just did had less children. I, it's just so perverse. It is so perverse. I don't even know how to how to uh, to characterize it. I do want to play this because uh, Nancy. Pelosi, 
was on MSNBC. And she was confronted with kind of the same issue uh, about the polling. And I just uh, I just think it's an interesting exchange. Listen to what she thinks about uh, what the polls are saying about the importance of abortion to most voters. This is clip 37. So let's talk about rising inflation concerns along with crime, giving momentum, new momentum to Republicans after the Democrats were closing the gap, the historic gap. Yes. So after the Supreme Court ruling, there was huge outrage. That has seemed to subside, at least among overriding concerns, despite all the legislative accomplishments. And I, I want to cite them. I want to, you know, say it's been an extraordinary session. You and the president have done so much in terms of domestic concerns, the economy. So why is this message, why do you think the president has gotten this message through the voters? Well, first of all, uh, let me say uh, that I think that much of what you've said I don't agree with. That is to say the New York Times poll, I think, is an outlier poll. You decide one poll, but all the others. It's polls also the real clear politics average is no. showing similar issues. No, but they, but that was one that brought down the average, and it was an outlier. It wasn't okay. even that big a sample. So I, I dismiss that. Uh, I've been uh, since Congress adjourned. I've been in an average of five states a week, and I can tell you uh, that women's concerns about their freedom are very, very much still very significant in terms of how they will vote. In fact, 80% of people who care about a woman's right to choose say they will vote, they will determine who they vote for. Okay, but you know, here, I want to play this last clip, and if we have to hold the break for a second, do that. Uh, Just for a second, Devin, hold the break. I want you to hear the NBC reporting, because Pelosi just told us those polls, you know, I don't trust the polling. Uh, Women, it's no, it's about women's right to choose. It just is. Everybody's concerned about that. Well, NBC... The, the sister broadcast, MSNBC, not conservative, not depending on the polls that she discredited, reported this, 36, and then you can play the, the, the start the, the bumper under it, uh, Devin, 36. We've talked so much all year about the economy and inflation being important issues. How about this? This is a New York Times poll, brand new here, asking voters, what's the top issue on your mind this election? I haven't seen it this dramatic in a poll. Add the economy and inflation together. That is 44%. We're getting close to half of all respondents in this poll saying that's their top issue. Nothing else even cracks 10% right now. And we've talked about the Republicans, when it comes to the economy and inflation, having a pretty clear advantage in the polls. And that brings us to the next question on the poll. They call it the generic ballot. You know, they just ask, would you like a Republican or a Democrat to control Congress? And there's been some movement here. Yeah, and typically this has been a pretty good indicator of where things end up in midterm elections. So this is the average of the generic ballot right now. And you can see the Republicans with a lead here. That is a 2.2 point lead for Republicans. Now, it's close, generally speaking, but we were here a week ago taking you through the generic ballot. And a week ago, this number was inside of one point. You had that inflation news over the last week, certainly didn't help the Democrats, and it does seem that as the economy moves to center stage, Republicans are improving their chances here. And a few weeks ago, it was the Democrats who had the advantage there, so you see the momentum in these final weeks. Well, there's a lot in that report, but let me just say that on their board, what you they didn't describe as whereas the economy was at 44%, guess where abortion was? 5%. That's really stunning and significant. And by the way, another report, this by the Washington Post, 
Uh, a poll of Americans who uh, think, you know, said what they thought the biggest threat to democracy was. The number one was mainstream media. 59% of people polled by the Washington Post think the media is the biggest threat to democracy. Uh, the, the, the second two were Donald Trump at 45 and Joe Biden at 38. But the mainstream media, 59% by people who read the Washington Post. All right, stay tuned. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. Sometimes you see a win, a glimpse of God in this broken world. Preborn rejoices in the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Preborn's mission is to love and help women in unplanned pregnancies by offering them the truth to help them make the right choice by providing free ultrasounds. You see, when an expectant mom hears her baby's heartbeat and sees the image of her baby on ultrasound, she's seeing a life created in God's image, and it's a divine connection. And I got to hear and see my baby for the first time. Hearing the heartbeat made me cry. And it was certain that I was going to keep my baby forever. To learn more about Preborn's life-saving work, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. All gifts are tax deductible. Your love can save a life. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. There were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make the switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. Grace Smith was 16 years old when World War II broke out. She was a teenage bride at the time, and when her husband was called to the front lines, she dropped out of school. Life came at Grace fast and furious, and finishing her high school education became a fleeting thought. She eventually became a bus driver for the Madison County School System in Alabama, driving kids to and from for 30 years. Her family said Grace was never one to look back on the past never mentioned any regrets except for one. Grace wanted to finish her high school education. And so it was that 79 years later, Grace Smith received her diploma at Hazel Green High School wearing a scarlet cap and gown. Grace was surrounded by all of her family, including 26 great-grandchildren. In her commencement address, Grace summed up the day by pointing out that it's always better late than never. I'm Todd Starnes. 
Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Seventeen-year-old Daniel Moshi loved to sing, and his talent for it was undeniable. It's an honor uh, to see my son sing to the Lord, praise him. It was an honor also that I was playing for him. Daniel's father, Loden, would sometimes accompany his son on the piano. But those days have now come to a tragic end. On Friday, the Leiden High School senior died after performing during a very special choir workshop event at Naperville North High School. He was singing, they had dinner, and he was just fine. And they told us that while he was doing his solo, he just passed out. Daniel's mother, Carolyn, says her son was rushed to the hospital but doctors would later tell his family that he passed away. Carolyn says the DuPage County coroner told her that at this point, they have no clue why he died. His organs were all healthy. His heart, absolutely nothing wrong with him. Daniel's parents say he wanted to study theater in college and then head off to New York City, where he had dreams of performing on Broadway. Daniel's family says he was a young man filled with passion, and they are at peace with his death. I know my child. He's with the Lord. He belonged to the Lord. So we're, that gives our faith is what's keeping us and giving us strength. Lord has his other will. He wants him to be with him. And I'm okay. We are okay with that. In Franklin Park, Christian Farr. NBC 5 News. All right, Sandy Rios, back with you. Well, that hits close to home for me in many ways, uh, but it does. it's going to hit close to home for everyone. Uh, that's NBC Chicago. Naperville is uh, right, you know, next door to where I raised my kids. Uh, DuPage County is where I took my kids. That's the hospital we grew up using, and, and my son was in show choir, like Daniel. Uh, and he reminds me of my son, but that's not the point of this story. The point of this story is that a 17-year-old healthy young guy with an incredible future, just dropped dead for no reason while he was singing. Now, they say right now they don't know the cause, and I cannot and am not saying that I have any idea what the cause is. But here's the thing. We have a lot of young men dropping dead. Athletes, uh, military personnel, uh, and now a singer of this, about the same age and younger. They are just, um, they're dying. Why are, why are they dying? Why? Why? Here's another one. This, uh, just this morning I got it because Adam alerted me. This is in Mississippi. Mississippi State football player Sam Westmoreland, 18, has died. Um, he was a freshman from Tupelo. He played high school football at Tupelo High School. He was majoring in industrial technology at Mississippi State. And, um, I don't know if he was um, just trying to see. There may be more information about this now, but at this time, it doesn't say exactly where he was and how he just died. Uh, the school announced on Wednesday. Maybe he died at school because the school announced it. I don't know. 
They say they're deeply saddened, of course they are. The Mississippi State Athletics family is heartbroken by the sudden death of Sam Westmoreland. Bulldogs coach Mike Leach said via a statement, Sam was a beloved son, brother, and teammate, and a tremendous young man with a limitless future. He will always be remembered and deeply missed by everyone who knew and loved him. I am just, uh, this is hard. It just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart for another reason. It breaks my heart because we know that the COVID vaccines are really attacking young men. This is just proven. Uh, it's not just young men. It has effects on women and pregnancy and stillbirth and all of this. Yes, so uh, but uh, it's the the, uh, the the effects on the heart uh, that seem to be affecting uh, the uh, young men. Now, I am not saying that either of these boys uh, died as a result of that. I want to be clear, but we don't know why they died. And I, that reminded me of a clip that um, I, I saw this morning. This is a doctor named Asim Malhota. Now, he's from overseas somewhere. Um, I didn't recognize the backdrop, and it wasn't identified, but he tells a little bit about himself as he makes this statement, clip 33. It is my duty and responsibility as a consultant cardiologist and public health campaigner to urgently inform doctors, patients, and members of the public that the COVID mRNA vaccine has likely played a significant role or been a primary cause of unexpected cardiac arrests, heart attacks, strokes, cardiac arrhythmias, and heart failure since 2021, until proven otherwise. Well, all right. And that's what we're hearing here. That's what the military stats show, too. That's why so many of the... Our, guys and girls in the military fighting so hard. And by the way, I'll just enter. I have something really important to remind you of, but I want to tell you this is important too. There was a big summit this weekend, Florida Summit on COVID. It's happening in the Villages, Florida. It's going to be in a big, beautiful hotel there. And all of the major, Dr. Malone, who was our guest yesterday, Paul Alexander, Ryan Cole, Pierre Corey, uh, Richard Urso, and more than I could name. Plus, Matt Staver is going to speak to the legal Part of this, he's been defending a lot of Navy SEALs and other other people and other professions against these vaccine mandates. It's going to happen uh, this weekend, just on Saturday. And so, if you would like to go, go to prescribetruth.com. Prescribetruth.com. They're going to be talking about the future of medicine in post-COVID America. And you may not. You say, well, that's that's interesting, but it doesn't. You know, I don't know how it's going to affect me. Well, I'll tell you how it's going to affect you. I'll give you a real live example, something that's happening today. Now, I mentioned this yesterday when we were talking to Dr. Malone, but it's actually happening today, and it's this. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention are scheduled to vote on adding COVID-19 vaccines to a program for children. What is that program? That's that program that when you enter your children in public school, they have to be fully vaccinated. You know that, right? That means that the CDC advisors are poised today to put the COVID vaccine on that list of required vaccines so that your children, your grandchildren, and all future generations will not be able to enter school, uh, get their colleges and universities that still check for this, for vaccination status. They will not be able to move forward in this Western world without this COVID vaccine if they vote to do this today, and we think they're going to. The advisory board voted, I think, yes, yesterday unanimously, and there's only one holdout group. It was um, 
Uh, let's see. I, it was uh, the wait. I'm gonna give them credit. Hang on a second, because I thought this was pretty amazing. It is the pharmaceutical branch. There's a lot of uh, the it's the Association of Pediatrics. The American Association of Pharmaceutical Scientists say they oppose adding the shots. This is a dangerous area that will only benefit the vaccine manufacturers at the expense of the best interests of the kids. Not only do the shots have essentially no meaningfully positive impact on children's health, the fact that the risk of severe adverse events are greater than any potential small benefit is becoming increasingly evident. This is fighting stuff. This is fight. This is why parents are going to school boards about the transgender stuff. This, but this is the very life of your child, the life of your child. So they're voting on this today. I want to read to you. Dr. Malone wrote this this morning in his Substack. And by the way, you can get to his Substack. We put that on Getter. Put it on there again today, Adam. Please, so that they can follow Dr. Malone because he writes some great stuff. And of course, he can't get on regular social media. That's why your neighbors and friends and relatives have no idea what I'm talking about and what you try to tell them because social media has censored all this information. It's just, uh, that's why we have to vote. That's why you got to go to whoscounting.us and sign up to do something. Help a candidate, support a candidate, walk a precinct, make phone calls, do something. And if you do everything you can and we, you know, we don't prevail, meaning people that love this country, that want order to be restored, that don't want totalitarian control, then we just, uh, you know, we'll just have to face what comes next, but we could still stop it now. But you can't stop it if you don't do anything. And you will always remember that you chose to do nothing. I don't think that most of the people listening to this show choose to do nothing. I think that you're the opposite. But it's just an admonition for casual listeners. Who's counting.us? Who's counting.us? Now, here's what Dr. Malone says. Uh, Today, that's yesterday, the ACIP panel voted unanimously for the CDC to recommend that children get the COVID-19 vaccines and boosters. The actual vote is now, today, this morning. Important to recognize that this is a workaround because Congress is not funding more jabs into arms. If this product is put on the childhood schedule, Congress does not have a say in the funding. Furthermore, if the EUA, and that's uh, if the EUA vanishes, Uh, That's the protection against companies for liability over injury from vaccines. If the EUA vanishes, the liability of the companies continues because of the childhood schedule. And Dr. Malone says, this is corruption. I honestly didn't think the ACIP would go there. For one, this is still an unlicensed product. I am still not sure an EUA vaccine product can be added to the schedule. I don't believe it's ever been done before. And this means that public schools who all use this schedule will now be able to mandate vaccines in order for children to attend public school. The ACIP's decision to add COVID-19 shots is based on regulatory capture, budgetary issues, politics, and is not based on scientific data. We all know the adverse event profile. It is horrific. We all know other countries have completely stopped vaccinating their children with these products. If they add these jabs to the childhood schedule tomorrow, it will completely break the trust of the American family in the CDC, as it should. That's from Dr. Malone. He'll be there Saturday, by the way, at that summit. They're going to be talking about this stuff. It's prescribedtruth.com. If you can come, prescribedtruth.com. Oh, meanwhile, we mourn for those parents of these two boys who in the last, what, few days have both just died mysteriously, 118, 117. Ah, 
And we have to fight this. Aye, we have to fight this and pray, oh, Lord, help us to fight this wickedness. It's just incomprehensible to me. All right, I want to talk about something else that's kind of incomprehensible. Now, this was last night on uh, Tucker, Amber Athey of uh, The Spectator reported on this. And rather than me talk, let's just listen to it. Then I have other things to tell you about it. Amber Athey, here she is. These students are being taught straight up lies and propaganda. And I want to point out that this is not some elective course. This is actually a foundational requirement for first-year medical students to learn about the human reproductive system and human sexuality. And in this course, Dr. David Reitman, who is actually a practicing pediatrician at Georgetown University Hospital and looks exactly as ghoulish as you might expect, by the way, is teaching these students that if they don't subscribe to the idea that transgender children need to be put on puberty blockers followed by hormone therapy and eventually surgical sex changes, that their patients are probably going to commit suicide. It's a form of emotional blackmail. And he straight up lies about the negative side effects of these so-called gender-affirming treatments, claiming that puberty blockers, for example, are fully and completely reversible, which we know is a lie, because children who have been on these for years report insane side effects like osteoporosis, they report mental deficiencies, they report infertility in some cases, tragically. So this doctor, and Georgetown by extension, is pushing propaganda on medical students for financial and political expediency. The fact that this is happening at a Catholic school, Tucker, I think really speaks to just how deep demonic influences have embedded themselves in our culture. Um, I spoke to multiple Catholic ethicists for this story who made quite clear that this is completely inappropriate and a huge violation of Catholic medical standards. The Catholic Church, and especially its education arms, are supposed to be teaching objective truth and biological reality. And the truth is that no matter how many drugs you pump into a child, no matter how many surgeries you put someone through, they can never be a member of the opposite sex. And God creates all of his children with love. He doesn't create his children in the supposed wrong body. All right, so uh, I just want to add this. Uh, the White House, you know, has described uh, state bans on puberty, block, puberty blockers and hormone therapy for minors as bullying disguised as legislation, an attack on, quote, life-saving health care. At the same time, but the Justice Department sent a letter to state's attorneys general to claim that these bans violate federal non-discrimination laws. On the other hand, out of the other side of the mouth, the administration is funding studies on the danger of transgender hormonal treatments because we know they are dangerous. They are also, we are also knowing, uh, hearing that in Montgomery County Public Schools, trans-identifying students have increased 991% over the course of the last two years. The CDC just allocated $85 million for grants requiring schools to start student-led groups supporting LGBT youth, and I could go on. Sandy Rios in the morning. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Washington Watch. Coming up on this Friday edition of Washington Watch, last week... The no more guy... tolerance for abusive actions by monopolies. But is it really just another power grab by the federal government? Parents are not happy with classroom indoctrination and the radical policies they're pushing. Washington Watch, weekday afternoons at 4 Central and Saturday evenings at 6 Central on American Family Radio. Today's culture is opting for entertainment rather than biblical enlightenment. 
For those who resist that trend, Friends of Israel shows listeners why loving the Jewish people and supporting Israel is important to the Christian faith. Friends of Israel shares biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah and promotes solidarity with the Jewish people. This is Chris Katolka of the Friends of Israel Today radio program heard each weekend on this station, and here's what's happening in Israel. Friends of Israel, Saturday afternoon at 2, here on American Family Radio. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. There's been much conversation lately expressing concern about so-called Christian nationalism. The reality is, however, that people have no problem with Christian nationalism of the regressive variety. They oppose Bible-believing Christianity exercised in and applied to the public square. People like Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams fill church podiums throughout the country to pine for the right to kill pre-born children. Pastors in Georgia churches preach from their pulpits about the need to re-elect Senator Raphael Warnock. You don't hear any objection to it as unacceptable Christian nationalism, do you? The moniker is a dissent elimination mechanism employed to control the culture. Resist it. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. This is Frank Affney with the Secure Freedom Minute. If Team Biden were bent on provoking the American people to revolt against their government, possibly violently, a very promising technique would be to threaten bodily harm to the nation's children. The natural instinct of human mama bears can have dramatic political consequences. Throughout history, dads, too, have reflexively reacted forcefully to threats to their offspring's safety and well-being. So, what are we to make of the highly politicized U.S. public health system's impending decision to compel America's students to be inoculated with experimental COVID-19 gene therapies masquerading as vaccines when they are known to be ineffective in protecting young people from the original SARS-CoV-2 virus, let alone its mutants? Worse yet, evidence continues to accumulate that these gene therapies hurt, maim, and in some cases kill children, adolescents, and young adults. A dangerous jab cannot be required to attend school, period. This is Frank Gaffney. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at sandy at AFR.net. That's sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. You know, there's one other story on the trans issue that I wanted to just quickly tell you. This is what the Biden administration is doing. I rattled off three things. This is a, yet another. The State Department. Are you ready? What do you think the State Department does? Well, let's see. They're supposed to, like, promote the U.S. abroad and its policies. 
But, um, yeah, and under Clinton, I remember, uh, under Bill Clinton, they started waving, you know, rainbow flags, putting them on the embassies. They did that under Barack Obama also. But now they're they're doing other wonderful, innovative things. They have awarded more than $20,000 for a cultural center in Ecuador to host drag theater performances. It's a $20,600 grant. It was given at uh, September the 23rd, the project. Um, it, they want, uh, they're insisting. It's like no wiggle room. You must do this. 12 drag theater performances and a two-minute documentary. And that's uh, the, your, your state, the Biden State Department, to be very clear. There is an election coming up, in case you missed it. And uh, these are just some of the reasons we have to get these people who are radical, radical leftists who are destroying not only our country but our children out of there. They've got to get out. We have to root it out. Uh, it has to be a deep rooting. Otherwise, um, I don't know what the future is going to hold for all of us. All right, I've gotten some wonderful email uh, that I just want to stop and share because sometimes uh, because sometimes I run out of time to do this. But our my email address, by the way, is Sandy at AFR.net, Sandy at AFR.net. I read almost everything that you send. Sometimes I run out of time, so I don't want to, you know, I do try to read everything, and I don't always manage, but I do try. I don't I ever answer. I don't ever answer because I don't have staff to do that, and I don't have the time. It's not because I don't care or am unconcerned. I don't hear what you're saying. So please forgive me ahead of time for not for not doing that. But I try to answer on the air as best I can. Um, this is, um, we've been talking about the vac- vaccines, and yesterday I read a letter from a French general talking about the heroes in the world who refused the vaccine at great uh, cost. It was a beautiful letter. And actually, remind me, Adam, I want to have you post that on Getter. I forgot to send it to you. That's my fault. Uh, but it's just, it's worth repeating and sending. All right, this is from John in Texas, because I was just saying to all of you, I read it for all of you who stood strong, or standing strong, and against great odds. Um, and uh, John says, I think that the only reason I was able to remain unvaccinated is through the strength that the Lord Jesus gave me. He's my provider and not my employer not the government or any other created being or entity. Um, I want to give credit to the Lord Jesus as he was the one in which we all look to for our ultimate provision, regardless of the threats. And that's really true, John. And I think uh, most of us know that intellectually, but it's really hard uh, to, when when the chips are down and you're threatened with losing your job and supporting your children, that's when the rubber meets the road. And whatever your circumstances, uh, God bless you for having that kind of courage. Because we all know, if Jesus expects our all, and he expects us even to the point of giving up our lives, he certainly would expect from us the courage to give up our jobs. Uh, and I want to hasten again to say I am not discussing myself. I was insulated. I made that choice. And I I live in a place where I there was, uh, look, there was ostracism, but so what? You know, I'm <laughs> I've had that for all these years I've been doing media. But I, I, this is not about me. This is about those of you out there who have actually made real sacrifices by taking that stand. Uh, this is from Jerry in regard to the military. He said, I was uh, in between 77 and 85, and I did a tour of duty in Japan. He said, uh, but other than basic training, I don't remember getting any vaccines in those eight years. I was never even ordered to get a seasonal flu vaccine. And so he's just saying someone needs to look into that. Speaking of Japan, Jerry, let me just tell you that uh, Disney Japan has just announced they're giving a 20% discount to people who are vaccinated. 
and you have to show proof. Uh, so you get 20% off if you want to go to, yeah, just another way to ensure that people uh, vaccinate their children and themselves. Horrific, horrific, for all the reasons I just said in the, in the other segment. This is, this is, on the abortion issue, uh, I was going to tell you, I think there's been over 100 now clinics and churches that have been attacked, and more about that. Uh, by the way, uh, Heritage Foundation is suing uh, the Justice Department for not going after um, uh, the abortion protesters like the, what is the Ruth sent me, whatever group that is, that uh, harassed uh, Justice uh, um, Kavanaugh and his family and all the others, Justice Thomas, all of them. Uh, their Heritage is suing the Justice Department for doing nothing about that. So I think that's really interesting. And on the issue of abortion, this is from a Joe. A Joe is from Texas. And he sent this to me. I want to read this to you. I'm going to leave the name out until the end, even though it says it in the text. Okay, I'm going to say blank, okay, so you'll know why I'm doing that. So this is the story. On April 26, 1992, a baby was born to parents that did not want him. Fortunately for that child, they chose to give him up for adoption instead of having him killed in the womb. One day after he was born, he was adopted by Patty and Wayne Judge, who went on to love him and raise him the same as if he was born to them. This 30-year-old, seven, 282-pound man could very well have just been an aborted statistic. But because his birth parents chose life for their son, a Christian and a man of strong character has become the perfect role model for a generation that is in sorely, sore need of one. With rappers preaching about killing cops and raping women, with Hollywood spewing hate for America, with basketball players selling out to communist China for filthy lucre, blank shines like a light in the darkness. A breath of fresh air and the stench of a society that has abandoned morality and righteousness. Last night, this man tied the record for the most home runs without cheating in a season. In the next seven games, he has the chance to break the record as well as win the Triple Crown. The fact that he might be having the single greatest season in baseball history pales in comparison to the character he exudes and the moral and honorable life he lives. Thank you, Aaron Judge, for finally giving America a person, a celebrity that we can look up to, and at six foot seven in more ways than one. Isn't that fabulous? Isn't that fabulous? Maybe you all know that. You know, since I'm not a sports buff, I did not know that. Um, uh, Joe included a picture of Aaron Judge towering over his mother. It's pretty, pretty amazing. And so this comes from Joe. Joe, this is great. Thanks for sending this to me. All right, and letting me share it. And this is from um, a listener in New Mexico. You know, I we don't get a lot of um, email from New Mexico. And so, Steve, I thank you for telling me. He said, I love your broadcast, praying for you, Bruce, at AFR. And he said, it's Steve in the number one oil-producing county, Lee County, New Mexico, in the USA. I didn't know that either. So uh, let me just say about New Mexico, I have not mentioned this race because, honestly, I didn't know how many listeners we had there. Yvette Harrell is part of the Freedom Caucus. She is a champion. She was uh, one of Heritage's um, uh, Sentinels, if any of you know who that uh, They train uh, like a whole group of people. Uh, I think it's a year-long training, and, they, they man, they really equip them, and she's one of those. Uh, the uh, the whatever, probably the Republicans, too, whoever, tried to like uh, redistrict her and get her out of the race. But as she is really fighting 
for her seat. She's in a real fight for her uh, legislative life in New Mexico. Yvette Harrell, and she's a real champion. So for those of you in New Mexico, a heads up, there's somebody that you might want to help. Uh, this is, um, this is, excuse me, <clears throat> this is from, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, this is from Linda, and uh, she's alerting me to something that I'm, uh, no, I didn't know about this because I don't want, I don't listen or read the Baptist Standard, <clears throat> and honestly, I don't know if it's a Southern Baptist publication, can you guys check that for me while I'm talking here? I don't know if it's a Southern Baptist or some other Baptist, but the Baptist Standard is promoting illegal immigration. This is a politically organized invasion created by enemies of the nation designed to destroy the United States. It is not, and she quotes the article, innocent, spontaneous migration, and she gives the link. Um, And then uh, Linda goes on to describe what we already know about the border. So I'm not going to read her words there, but she's spot on. We all know this is an invasion of our country, an attempt to tear down the borders, an attempt to overrun America, change its character, change the voting base, <clears throat> so sorry, uh, and uh, and completely transform it through the ballot box. They're well on their way to doing that now, but uh, this is, you know, yet another chance. And uh, so she says um, she thinks this is lying propaganda and strategic subversion, and I agree with her. Uh, I would say I read uh, uh, when I was on the—I read on the plane. That's a great time for me to read. When I travel, that's just one of the benefits I have. Never mind. I just read a lot. And so— um, it, one of the red articles I read was uh, I mentioned the Baptist Standard, but not until the end of the article. And the whole theme of it was fighting Christian nationalism. You and I, you and I, most of you listening to me, are viewed, called, this is another label, lovely label they love to give us, Christian nationalists. So, uh, yeah, so uh, they're big. Uh, Russell Moore was big on hating Christian nationalists. He's at it full time at Christianity Today right now persuading other Christians that we are the enemies and we must be purged. And that's what this article was about. didn't mention Russell. It mentioned this uh, need to purge Christian nationalists. We are polluting the faith in Christ. We are uh, putting politics before our faith in Christ and all of the rest fill in the blanks, making politics central. Well, that might be true of some people, but that is just not true of many of us. And certainly those of you that listen to this show, that's not the emphasis here. We talk about it, but it's just like, think about it this way. When you talk in your daily lives, you don't talk about Scripture 100% of your conversation. God is in everything. He's in everything. He's in everything. He's everywhere. He's in arts and music and pop culture and social media. And you cannot separate God out from everything that's happening in your life. And uh, the idea, you know, the whole point is that he is, it's in him that we live and move and have our being. He's everywhere. He infiltrates us and we exude him in natural ways if we really know him. And we do it through these issues and the other things we talk about on a day-to-day basis. So they just don't understand. But at the end of that article, I found it very interesting that they're, the guy they kept quoting, and I don't have the article in front of me because I didn't know I was going to be talking about this, uh, is with the Baptist Standard. And I thought, well, there you go, because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's part, did you guys check it for me? Is that part of the Southern Baptist Convention? Uh, I would, I think it's part of the Southern Baptist Convention, I'm pretty sure it is. And then I thought, oh, that reminds me of Russell Moore. Uh, And then that reminds me of Christianity Today, and that reminds me of their campaign to destroy, purge 
uh, Christian nationalists while they champion leftist causes. Otherwise, like uh, the Baptist Standard, promoting this uh, this as an innocent, spontaneous migration. Are you kidding me? That just uh, That's just a lie. I don't know what else to call it. It's just a lie. Actually, I don't know if we have time for this. Um, you know what, uh, Devin, we don't have much time, but just start the Bill Malugin report because he gets at least started and he'll give us an idea of why this is not a you know spontaneous effort. Let's just start it. Bill Malugin on Fox News. Yet another busy morning out here in Eagle Pass already. You can take a live look at our Fox drone right now. This is what's left over of a massive group of several hundred migrants who crossed illegally this morning. You can see they are waiting for Border Patrol transport. But you mentioned it first. We have got some stunning exclusive video we want to show our viewers, and we'll get right into it right now. Take a look. This was shot by us in Naco, Arizona, where in just a 45-minute span, our team saw well over a dozen illegal immigrants all dressed in camouflage, scaling the border wall, using a rope to rappel down, and then running off into the open desert of Arizona. There was a human smuggler up on top of that wall with a cell phone who told us he does this every single morning. These are not right, asylum seekers. These, these are not asylum seekers. So this is not spontaneous. There's just these poor people coming from. It's Some of it is. Uh, we've got hundreds of thousands, millions coming across the border. The Baptist standard is lying. It has to be called for what it is. One last thing I want to mention to you. This is uh, really important, and I plan to cover this more fully. This is from Kay in Arkansas, and she's alerted us uh, that there's an issue for in Arkansas uh, that is uh, on the ballot, and it would make it's a recreational marijuana amendment to our constitution. And she talks about how everybody thinks this is great. I I am a marijuana hater. I'll just go on record. I'm a marijuana hater. I just read an article on my plane, right, about how marijuana now is, they're linking it to psychosis, all kinds of mental disorders. And so I will. You can take it to the bank. Okay, I will bring an expert in here to talk about what the news doesn't want to report because everybody seems to be loving, you know, marijuana, and they certainly love the revenue from it. So you folks in Arkansas, don't be fooled by this. You need to stand up and fight. I'll try to see what I can do to equip you. Meanwhile, uh, look to Family Council of Arkansas, Family Council of Arkansas, because they are fighting back, and that's where you can go to find out information about that uh, that, that issue in your state. But I will talk about marijuana in general on a different day. Hey, listen, thanks. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Love to every each and every one of you. Sandy Reels in the morning on AFR Talk. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.